Hello, welcome to the Heme Sapiens podcast, where diverse perspectives in healthcare converge. My name is Amanda, and we will be discussing the intersectionality between homelessness and menstrual health. I've invited my friend Lily today to talk about how menstruation can be uniquely difficult for those experiencing homelessness. Around the world, the cultural taboo around menstruation can prevent those who menstruate from obtaining an adequate education and clean menstrual products. Lily and I are both officers for Days for Girls at UCLA, a club that seeks to empower young girls through education by providing them with reusable and sustainable menstrual products. Has Days for Girls changed any misconceptions about menstruation slash menstrual health that you might have had previous to joining the club? If so, in what ways? Yeah, so I wouldn't say that it has changed any misconceptions, um, but I have learned so much about menstruation that I didn't um, know prior to joining the club. Like one of the main things has been like the amount of bleeding that occurs. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times in like our meetings because of how crazy it just seems to us. Um, it varies for like every menstruator, but the fact that the average is only two to three tablespoons, I just find crazy because as someone who like gets a period, it just feels like so much more. But it, I mean, it does stem from the fact that it has to um, do with being a mix of menstrual fluid and uterus lining tissues. So like, I understand that, but still like during your period, it just feels like a severe, like you're losing a severe amount of blood. But in reality, it's only two to three tablespoons, which I find the same. So like, I'm remembering like our meeting from earlier this week where they said like some women bleed up to half a liter. And I just, I cannot imagine like that. I know. In addition to like other things like that we do bleed out during menstruation like I I just couldn't like yeah I couldn't I can't even imagine it because it's like like imagine like along with the cramps like that much amount of blood being lost like I just I think I would pass out every time (laughs) for real I would just like lay there and be like this is it yeah (laughs) like this is it for me (laughs) I think being a taste for girls like one of the things like I feel like we talk about a lot is sustainability and every time we learn about like how much waste comes from disposable menstruation like menstrual products it it like blows my mind like i i i don't really like think about it when i'm using like pads or tampons but like i guess like it really does like build up over time and it doesn't help that it's like so expensive so it's just crazy to me yeah no it's like really crazy yeah i didn't know either like part, like before i joined the club like i didn't know how much waste like comes from our menstrual products like I had no idea like me using it like okay like you use like three pads tampon a day you know it's kind of like crazy to think like oh yeah like all this thing I'm taking off the wrapper it's going into like the ocean and all this other stuff like and then there's like millions of other people who are doing the same so it's like just crazy so um for our next question uh the taboo and stigma of menstruation often prevents those who menstruate from having a safe place to ask their questions or voice any potential health concerns that may develop or have as a consequence of menstruation. Have you ever experienced a time where this taboo has affected you? Um, yeah, every day. Like, no, honestly, I think, like, without realizing it, it used to affect me a lot more. Um, but then I started realizing that my period was not something I should feel ashamed about. So, like that helped but I remember like especially during school like in junior high or high school um I felt like I had to be quiet about like oh when I had my period or act if I was like not on it um I mean I remember even like first getting my period I was like nervous to bring it up with my mom and I didn't even know how to like I was just confused about the whole like about what my period was like I just didn't even know what it was at the time and so like overall I was just like a really scared seventh grader 
I mean, as like we all are who get periods, um, it is almost something that's like top secret that you're like not allowed to talk about, which just annoys me like looking back at it. Um, because I remember I had friends like who had got it before me and in my head I was thinking like, should I have mine already? Like I didn't know like, oh, when the time period, like I didn't know that everyone um, period is different at the time, obviously. Um, so like, I just had to hope everything was okay with me. And I was like, yeah, I think I should be fine. But like the fact, I just kind of relied more on friends and their stories um, when I first got my period because I didn't know like, oh yeah, this is right. This is not normal. Like this, that type of thing. Um, even the first few years, like during my period, um, I had to rely like on using the internet to like help guide me through it because of how stigmatized it is. Like throughout like my process of using tampons, I had to like look things up that I wasn't sure about how to like even put a tampon in because I didn't know how to do it. I like remember watching a YouTube video in the restroom, like by myself, like I was home alone watching a YouTube video and I was like, okay, I think I get it. And like, it was just crazy. Or like when I would cramp more than usual on time cycles, I would get worried because I didn't know, like, why am I cramping more this time? Like, even how your blood like can look different on every cycle or even like within those days of one cycle, um, no one really explains what the difference is um, and how important it is to pay attention to that because it tells you a lot about what's going on or any potential issues you may have for your period. So yeah. Yeah, like, I definitely agree. I think I, I feel the same way, like, growing up, like, you know, when we were, like, in middle and, high, like, early high school and stuff, like, just beginning to menstruate, it was, like, super scary and, like, having to figure out ways to, like, I don't know, like, sneak our menstrual products into the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I, I can't, I don't really remember, like, the exact year or age that I started menstruating but it was pretty early because I remember having to figure out whether I needed to like sneak my entire backpack <laughs> into the bathroom <laughs> um which I think is crazy because there should be like no shame in menstruating like it happens to every you know person when like they go through puberty um yeah and then when I think about like the symptoms that come alongside like menstruation like you talked about cramps and stuff like I feel like that's so true like I never really talk even to like my mom I just kind of like deal with it like I'll just lay there <laughs> and suffer yeah. until it ends and it's I don't and like I don't know if that's because like I feel like in my family at least there's not as much stigma as um maybe like other families like I'm pretty fortunate but at the same time like I don't really want to talk about it I still feel like some type of like not shame but I just don't really want to voice my concerns and I I wonder if it stems from not wanting to look weak like talking about cramps and stuff or if it's that I'm still like not comfortable talking about menstruation in general yeah I think honestly it's like a, a mixture of both because I feel the same way like even how you were saying like you don't like for you it's not that stigmatizing your family like for me it isn't either like I could potentially like talk about it openly and I have been more now thanks to Face for Girls but um like still which is one of those things that like because society deems it as like oh you need to be quiet about this or like no one ever talks about this it makes you feel like i shouldn't talk about it and then you just go into the cycle of like well like is it because it's like gross that i shouldn't talk about it type of thing when it's like not and like even like another way that i feel like it has affected us is like through the lack of knowledge of like menstrual products like i used to really prefer using tampons because of how much more stigmatized i feel pads are because they're like unsanitary or or the wrapper makes so much noise that it's hard to like grab it and put it like in your grab it from like your backpack and put it in your back pocket like discreetly um and no one talks about this and like it 
like really does affect your own self-esteem without you even realizing it because like I didn't know um, anything about the products I was using and like when I learned like there were so many bad chemicals using the products and we're literally putting them like right up there it's such like a delicate area that it's it's like we don't even know our own health risks we're putting on ourselves and it's not talked about because of the stigma around it so like switching so like my thing was like my big thing like this last year was switching or the last two years or something was switching to organic pets and tampons which is very helpful for me because i have honestly seen a difference like a lot of like my issues that i used to have previously and um now i do even use pads more than anything because they just feel they just make me feel more comfortable um during the period i definitely agree like <laughs> going into it like I used to like never use tampons until I had to I joined like a swim team and then I had to learn and of course I think the majority of us have the same experience where we just like lock ourselves in a bathroom and like look up videos because <laughs> we had to learn for the first time but um I do understand the um stigma of using pads like I feel like a lot of people don't like to use them because it feels I don't know why but apparently it feels dirty like just sitting there but yeah, like, and I know, like, people have said, like, or, like, like men that, like, maybe you not might be friends with that have, like, said those little comments, like, oh, that's gross, you know, like, oh, sitting in your, like, pool of blood. Like, no, it's literally, like, not even, like, gross because it's literally your own fluid coming out of you. And it's it's not that it's dirty blood. Like, that's not the case. So, like, it's just so dumb that, like, society has made it seem like it's just, it's just this unsanitary thing when it's really not. It's just showing us that we're healthy. Yeah, I mean, that definitely contributes to the stigma, I think. Like, a lot of men don't fully understand, like, what menstruation is and, like, how, like, people deal with it, like, people who menstruate deal with it. And, like, I mean, speaking from personal experience, like, my brother, like, he, when we were younger, he was, like, definitely on that, like, misogynistic <laughs> type of trend. Like, he would always be like, oh, like, are you on your period? Like, I see it in the trash can. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but, like, I, I think he, I mean, he's grown out of it. But still, like, I feel like, um, I don't know where it comes from, but people always blaming women for their, like, emotional responses and always blaming it on their periods is very annoying. And... I still don't really understand like where that comes from because um, like I don't really see myself as getting like overly emotional even when I'm on my period like I understand there's like hormone changes but it's nothing like drastic I think it's just another way of you know being mean to women <laughs> in the industry. no literally yeah no honestly like everyone I mean everyone's hormone like changes are different but like same with me like I've never like really been like oh, this over-emotional, like, there have been times where I'm, like, I'm crying, and I'm, like, okay, like, I'm gonna start soon, you know, but that's not, like, me being over-emotional, it's just my hormones, like, telling me, like, warning me, okay, yeah, like, this is what's going on in your body right now, so it's just, like, crazy, and I think, like, there are a lot of men that, like, fall into that role of, like, being misogynistic without even realizing it because of how ingrained it is in our society, so, like, just learning and talking about it honestly helps both them and us because, it just makes us feel more comfortable when we should be feeling like safe overall anyways and i think like one other part is that when they don't understand how it works they underestimate like the toll that it can take like i mean for me like i'm pretty lucky i don't have that many cramps and stuff so it's like okay but i know for a lot of other people like they have like debilitating cramps and they go through like other types of um, symptoms like other symptoms during menstruation and um and I feel like the misconception of how menstruation works can really affect like their livelihoods like um 
when you think about it, like, <clears throat> some men think that we can, like, hold it in, like, literally, like, if, as if we're going to the bathroom. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, like, that is literally not, like, no. And then I think they underestimate how long a cycle can be or how long you can bleed for and, like, how much you bleed. Like, even though we said that, oh, like, two to three tablespoons, but, like, all the other stuff, like, contributes to Yeah, it. like, it's not just that. And, like, like how you're saying, there's just so much more that goes into it that they don't realize. Yeah, and the weird signal of getting pads from the store. Like, if I'm literally laying in bed because I can't get up because of my cramps and I ask you to, like, get, like, menstrual products for me, it's not embarrassing. Like, everyone knows it's not for you, so... Yeah, I, like, I don't, I don't um, understand, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just one of those things that, like, it just doesn't make sense, but yeah. So for our next question, um, from your experience and knowledge from volunteering and paneling during Homelessness Awareness Week, um, how does menstruation uniquely affect those who are homeless? Yeah, uh, so I learned so much actually through when I did the, um, uh, when I participated in Awareness Week. Um, I learned so much that I personally was not aware of because there are like over two, 210,000 women who experience homelessness in the U.S. And like even like 2020 account, there's two thirds of low income women reported that they are not able to afford menstrual products. And like even though women are not the majority of the homelessness, they are the most likely to not have a home due to domestic violence, trafficking and sexual abuse. So like they face many other struggles on top of this. Um, so like um the main thing is like the cost of periods is one of the major issues faced because on average one spends around like 20 dollars per cycle so if you take that into consideration um and the average cycle to be like four to five days long but it varies with um every person and having a period between the ages of 13 to 51 the total cost over the lifetime is like around at least nine thousand dollars um so this is obviously not affordable um, for those without homes. So they try and expand like the use of any pads or tampons that they might already have, which is not good because then they could lead to like um, the uh, deadly toxic shock syndrome or cause bacteria buildup. Or they use, or they even use alternative store brands, which most of the times are not like durable enough. So then this leads to them having to make alternative products with like cloth, napkins, toilet paper, bags, etc. Literally any type of fabric or object they can find that would possibly um, help them throughout this but this can also be detrimental because then it can expose them to like more bacteria it can lead to yeast infection or urinary tract infections which they won't be able to get proper attention for and i mean like recently with COVID 19 uh, there have been a lot of negative tolls that has taken on those who have periods too because there has been a closure of public restrooms some of which do have free menstrual products um, and this also means that there is less accessibility to like alternative sol solutions like toilet paper and a way to cleanse oneself from bleeding. And like, even on top of this, how we've talked about like individuals men menstruating, experience cramping or pain on a variety of levels, but like the cost for those items that may help or improve them is really high. So like in these situations, they have to like bear through it on themselves and make their own remedies that may not be as helpful. And because of the high cost, there's like, often this like decision between food um food or period and food is the necessary choice for their physical survival so they obviously have to go with like food and so they risk you know all these other factors um while they're on their period yeah i remember learning about some of this stuff and it really did blow my mind like um when we learned about uh the ways that uh homeless 
women and people who menstruate, like how they deal with bleeding, it, it was just crazy. Like they are obviously so resourceful, but at the same time, it's just, it's so upsetting to know that we could be like, we as like, you know, our government and stuff could be providing them with menstrual products that they could use, but you know, it's so expensive, and especially in the United States. And when you brought up that like COVID-19, like um, uniquely affected their accessibility to getting like more products or like having ways of cleaning themselves. Like I just really never thought about that. Like, I mean, obviously coming from like a position of privilege, but um, I'm glad that like, you know, with things opening up, I hope that, you know, they're able to get this accessibility again. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, even for me, like, I have privileges myself too, you know, like, I never realized, like, I would get my period and I would be like, okay, yeah, like, we all go through this. But no, like, everyone goes through it on a different um, level, a different situation, you know, because I never, like, really even thought about, like, oh, yeah, what about those that don't have a home, that don't have a, like, place they can go to the restroom, clean themselves up, you know, feel good, make them feel good about themselves afterwards, you know, like, there's just so much that, like, I never thought or never realized and so like when I um, learned all this like I became so aware also and it's just important to know that like there's a lot of other people who also don't know this and that's why it's like such a big problem because it's like becoming normalized because we don't even realize it's going on you know so I just thought it was crazy to them I'm wondering if like we always talk about how we can increase our sustainability using uh, menstrual products like I'm wondering if you know if we started donating more reusable products to people who are homeless and menstruate like I wonder if that would help alleviate the you know some of their plight during menstruation but at the same time like even thinking about it now like I you know I I, I don't really use um, like I have a menstrual cup but I haven't really started using it yet and I mean, part of it is that I don't understand how fully to use it. But another part is that I'm just so used to using like pads and tampons that I am kind of scared to try something new. But I'm wondering if like introducing those types of products is, you know, a possible solution. Yeah, no, I I remember thinking the same, too, um, during the awareness week, because I was like, you know, maybe this would be more helpful. But then I did look into it and like, while they are like, and like while they are helpful because you can reuse them so you don't have to purchase like a bunch of times um it's there's also like these cons like the messiness like the lack of guidance or like possible greater complications and how you're mentioning like that you have one and you don't even know how like you're not sure how to apply it um either like i also have one and i'm not even like sure how to like put it in myself that's also why I haven't started using it you know like I'm just scared and I'm sure like for those who don't have a home it's the same thing and it's also important that like they also may not be comfortable like washing out their cups in a public restroom and also the fact that like they needs to be like really sanitary or else it'll cause the same problems as like other um stuff um so it's like I have like seen stuff that like um there are those who do carry like the small squirt bottle containing water or like wipes to clean them but um that can mean like more money or embarrassment hassle time etc so like it just all all goes back i guess to like the stigma and like not knowing about products and just like feeling embarrassed about your own period 
Yeah, I guess I never really thought about, like, I think one of the appeals of using a menstrual cup is that you can just, like, go home and then you can sanitize or clean it. But, I mean, <laughs> they don't have that privilege. And um, at the same time, yeah, I think the sanitary aspect is kind of concerning. Like, even when you first get your menstrual cup, like, you have to, like, boil it. And so, like, where would they have access yeah, exactly. to do that? Yeah, like, exactly. It's just lack of access and, like, lack of, like, shared knowledge because of the stigma so it's just yeah yeah it's just it's it's so disappointing like i i wonder if like you know how days for girls like we produce like those reusable pads like i wonder if those can be like solutions as well but at the same time i understand that they'd have to like wash them in a public space and that can still be yeah 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 but i do feel like that one would be better because like you don't have to like boil it necessarily it would be like just like washing but yeah, honestly, there should be like a lot more like attention given to this. And like, I know there's like a lot of organizations that are probably looking into this, but I mean, like how we're staying, like it is just hard just because of everything else that has to like, that they have to put up with because of it. And it's just extra sad that they cannot prioritize like their menstrual health while, you know, being homeless. Like they have, to, obviously you said, like they have to prioritize food and shelter and stuff. And it's, it's so disappointing knowing that, like, I mean, when I have complications with my menstruation, like, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to, like, take, I have to, like, extend this, I have to take a break or something, but they, they don't have that option, and it's so sad. Yeah, no, honestly, like, they literally have, like, to, like, for me, it's not a choice, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna eat and go through my period in the same day. Like, they literally have to decide, like, which one is more important to me, at, like, right now. And, like, that's just so sad because no one should ever have to, like, go through a situation where they have to decide what health, like, what health benefit is better for them. Like, there's no, like, I just think it's so sad and just, like, honestly, the U.S. just, like, sucks for that reason just because of how, like, we, there are people who are having to make this decision of, like, should I eat today or should I worry about, like, my health, you know? Like, it's just so, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be something that they have to do. Um, so, like, what are some ways that we can help while simultaneously practicing cultural relativity to their circumstances? Yeah, so, um, one of the main things I would say is, like, visiting local shelters that may be, like, around you and your community and, like, asking them what's needed or what they may need more of. Um, also just spreading awareness to get other people to know, like, that the problem does exist. You can actually donate directly to shelters, I found out, and, like, to organizations and or promote um, donations so like you can share like oh yeah like say you don't have the funds to like donate something you can be like you know you can tell your friends you know or tell family post it on um, we have social media like there's so much that we can be spreading and like um, there's so much like information we can be spreading that will help benefit some individual in need you know so like even if you feel comfortable and you're able to do so in a situation you can even ask a person without housing if they would like a box of tampons pads etc and get it for them or if you have one on hand at the time and you see someone you can ask them but like obviously that's only if you feel comfortable because in many situations like it may not be like comfortable for you like i know me like as a woman like i get really scared um just being alone in situations like i'm a very um what's the word i'm very like cautious person like i just get scared no matter what like I, if i go out alone like i'm always like on high alert just because of like being a girl you know in society um and another important thing is like to help remove the stigma by talking more about periods and um using correct terminology and not sugarcoating 
and um even also like um there are so many clubs that you can reach out to i mean just this month how we um days for girls participated in the packing party collabing with period at ucla and we were able to donate 123 kits that each contain like nine tampons and six pads and they were donated to a menstruator without a home so i mean it's just even just like looking for a club um and reaching out to them does a lot so yeah yeah i definitely remember i think you were shalini talking about like how best to approach someone if you want to help them while you know not coming off as like rude or yeah it i find myself always wanting to help in like those situations but at the same time like you said like i do stay I like I would like to stay more cautious you know being a woman you know but at the same time like I if I know that if I were in their position I would really appreciate like someone just like offering me something and like you know no bullshit just like (laughs) trying to help out you know so yeah and it's just it's hard like emphasizing like practicing cultural relativity like I never want to come off as just like some type of like savior who like you know, randomly interferes and then just leaves because that yeah. that only provides like a temporary solution and it's really hard to find ways of providing like sustainable solutions. Like we talked about how giving them um, sustainable products is not always the answer because their sanitary um, side effects, like unsanitary side effects that could uh, affect them. But at the same time, like we can't just, and then if we continue to supply like disposable menstrual products that we contribute to the waste that it um, causes. So it, it's just really hard to figure out ways, but I think when we think about how to at least temporarily alleviate like their situation, I think it's obviously best to just provide them with the materials that we have and that they would yeah. feel comfortable using. I think that's most important as of now. Yeah, I agree. Cause I feel like if I was in a situation and someone just handed me like a menstrual cup, like, oh, okay like thanks like what is this like like what okay like you know like I wouldn't know how to use it I wouldn't know like oh it has to be cleaned every time it has to be like um unsanitized this and that like I wouldn't know any of that and like unless like you know maybe like the people at the shelter um and you're able to like share knowledge on what it is and like how to use it and all that other stuff then that's when maybe it would be become beneficial but like how you're saying like right now like the best option is to just donate like pads and tampons that like one people already know how to use and like it's just easier and makes them feel more comfortable and yeah i also agree with you on the fact that like it's hard to like just go up and do it in general um but i think like me because i'm such like a scared person i am always like with somebody it, like when i go out like i always feel like i need to be with somebody when i go out so like i guess on those occasions like okay you know i'm with someone like it, i'll feel more comfortable to go up to someone um and ask them if they need something and how you were saying like you don't want to sound like a savior i think that's like such a good point because there are so many people who like they post you know they're like oh like just donated all this and this you know like that's not the important fact like your donations don't need to be like sh- like that doesn't need to be shared if you're sharing like oh yeah like we as a whole donated like this and this like that is important yes i understand that but like you going out and like posting on your story of how you're a good person for doing this and this like that's not the important like you're not realizing the other side and how you may be affecting them so i think it is important to be like 
um, as like to talk about it in a like much nicer way to the people who you're talking to because like going up to them you can't just be like hey you know like I have this or like do you want this no you have to like make it in the seem in a way where like here like hey do you want this pad you know like kind of just like straight to the point do not like get like this other stuff involved like they don't they don't they may not see you as the savior because you're not supposed to be doing it for that reason you know you're supposed to it's just not like that yeah I definitely agree I think it's really messed up when people like do these good things but at the same time they like try to get clout off of it it's very annoying and I feel like they're using you know homeless people as props just to get more online attention and obviously that you know that sours your yeah literally intentions yeah like it really cancels it out and I think if like if I were like if I were homeless and I was trying to and someone was trying to help but they like stuck a camera in my face I would like I don't know I feel like it'd be so disingenuous I would feel I mean I don't know I I can't speak on their situation because I've never been in that position but I think I would feel like kind of used but at the same time like at least you're still doing something I guess you know yeah no I agree and also how you're saying with the camera like the camera thing just annoys me more just because you're basically trying to profit off their like victimization and you shouldn't victimize them like it's not that's not the whole point of this because they're humans like just as we are and like victimizing only makes the situation worse worse like it doesn't mean that they're like oh less of a person or less of this like no so how you're saying like yeah definitely like don't stick a camera in their face because it's like you're trying to profit off them off how you're saying of acting them being like as props like you're just trying to profit off that so that's just like yeah um are there any other ways that you think we can help reduce the stigma associated with menstruation or homelessness in general um yeah so like how we're talking about like just more education about how menstruation works or how to properly use different types of menstrual products more than just pads because a lot of people don't know how like tampons or even menstrual cups work um and also there's just like a lot of issues that just um, revolve around this menstrual taboo so like already there's this unhealthy narrative that like menstruation is unclean so like those who are physically unable to wash themselves plus like soiling any garments makes them feel even worse like this taboo just causes people to avoid period talk which then makes others less aware of the need for menstrual products in homelessness and it just continues this negative stigma and shame and just makes it a cycle. So then there just becomes this depressive cycle of guilt and vulnerability, which affects like one's um, sense of self, sense of dignity, and the ability to participate in life, which is already difficult in, um, in a homeless situation. So it's just important to talk about, um, talk about it, but not in like a negative way, because um, it should not be another topic that becomes normalized in our society. So then the more we talk about it with people that um, to share that this is a problem that's important, um, it just helps um, remove that stigma. And it also is just really important to note that menstruation isn't always just like this woman's issue. Um, It is a human issue and that we do need to talk and not be scared to talk about it because there's just so many more menstruators out there who may not even know um, about the about everything that comes into play when talking about menstruating. And for those who don't menstruate, they just also need to become aware of like all those factors also. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's really important 
to you know think about menstruation as an issue as a whole and not just something you know that either pertains to you or doesn't like it's not that simple and that I mean people in your life are like you are probably going to be surrounded by other people who do menstruate if you don't and you should always be aware of how you know to best help them and other people um if you can so yeah yeah um so thank you lily for coming onto our podcast and for letting me interview you today i really appreciate it of course no and thank you so much for having me come in um really thoughtful of you to think of me Uh, and yeah thank you Thank you. Glad to share about this. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. So long to our fellow Hemosapiens. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. And it goes a little yeah. something like